A desperate mother searched for news that her daughter is still alive as workers try to save the life of a toddler who fell into an old well. 18-month-old Jessica McClure fell 22 feet down a dark shaft while playing in her aunt's backyard near Midland. The opening was only eight inches wide, far too small for rescuers to enter. There was no easy solution to pull her out. The plan, drilling a wider shaft next to the well, then drilling a tunnel to connect the two wells. It would be a lengthy process because of the hard rock. After the first day, the family and rescue workers grew more desperate. Was she still alive? To find out, a technician lowered a microphone into the well, and to everyone's surprise, they heard her singing to herself at times. Medical personnel decided not to send food or water to her, fearing if she had internal injuries, it would do more harm than good. But time was running out. One day passed, then a second day, still trapped underground. Then, 58 hours after baby Jessica fell into the well, some say a miracle. Jessica was rescued. There she is. She's got a bandage on her head, Tracy, from what I can see. I see her eyes open, I think. I see some dried blood on her cheek. Uh, I think her eyes are open. Oh, boy. Jessica was rushed to a hospital and received treatment for a head injury and cuts and bruises. Doctors removed part of her foot because of gangrene, but she had survived. Then, for some, another miracle. Just one month after the rescue, Jessica left the hospital, limping, but in good spirits. Jessica McClure is 34 years old now, married with two kids and works at a Midland Elementary School. She was recently quoted as saying that her life had been a miracle, and who could dispute that? Bob Buckaloo, KVU News. You guys remember this story? I was uh, nine years old. Um, when this happened, and, and I remember seeing it um, on the news. I mean, it just it captivated the nation for those uh, two and a half days. Um, president Reagan was our president at the time, and he said that all Americans had become godfather, godfathers and godmothers to this sweet little baby. You know, there was a time when she fell down that no one knew if she was going to make it. Um, it, it was scary. I can't imagine what her parents felt in that moment, feeling helpless. You know, eight inches is, is not very big. And they knew that there was no way that, that someone could, could get to her. She needed rescue. She needed rescue. I think we can all relate to that because there's times that we need that um, as as well she was scared i can't imagine as a toddler 18 months old 22 feet under the ground I'm sure it was dark probably smelled terrible who knows what kind of bugs or creatures were down there and she was away from her mom and her dad i'm sure she felt alone confused abandoned she was Worried, I'm sure, as worried as an 18-month-old can be, anxious. What had happened wasn't her fault, but she was still in that situation. And I'm sure, even as a baby, she wondered, am I going to see my mom? Am I going to see my dad? People were praying for her. I don't know if 
they were a part of a, of a church. But I would imagine that millions of people across this country were praying for Jessica McClure, praying for her parents, praying for the rescue workers, the paramedics, the, the people that were going to drill the well so that they could get to that baby. People were fighting. They were, they were working day and night. They were not going to stop until she was safe. I can't imagine the workers and how they felt as they were working because I'm sure they were tired. I'm sure that they were hungry. I'm sure that they wanted to take a break, but they knew that every second was important and they were desperate to get her out. That was a, a story of rescue that everyone in this country is aware of. Now I want to go to another story of rescue as he comes back in and sits down about Chadley. Makes his grand entrance. Always, Always yes. I, I tell him every time I see him, he's a real problem. <laughs> July 19th, 2020. That was um, when we did our Easter celebration here at Journey Church because due to COVID, we didn't get to have our Easter services. So on July 19th last year, we had... Um, our Easter celebration in the middle of the summer. I think it was the first Sunday that we came back to two services. We started off with four, and then I think we went to three, and I, I think that was the first Sunday that we had two at 9.30 and 11. And at the 11 o'clock service, something happened that I will never forget. Uh, we were up here leading worship, me, Nancy, Melina, uh, April, and Mitzi, I believe. And... I don't even remember all of the songs that we, we sang that Sunday morning. But right at the beginning of the service, I remember seeing CJ, right after she had walked in with Chadley, get up and walk back out. And I knew something wasn't right, but we continued to sing and, and do what we do. And about the time she got out there, Sheldon and Christy came around the corner and could tell that something was visibly wrong. Uh, his, his ventilator had, had come unhooked. And at that time, um, he was not strong enough to be able to breathe even for 10 seconds without that ventilator. And the circuit had come unhooked and the heater wire and, and CJ was not where she could just take care of that immediately. So she went out there to look for somewhere to lay him down so she could try to do that. So Sheldon and Christy were there. And I think Sheldon or Christy one came in and grabbed Wade. CJ runs outside to get an ambu bag to basically breathe for him. And by the time she gets back in, Chadley's blue and, and not doing well at all. And so 911 was called. Our safety team members were helping. There were so many people that were helping. And I'm sure there was a time, CJ, when you thought, is this it? Is, is this going to be it? Am I, not, am I going to lose my baby? And she felt helpless. Chadley was in need of rescue. And so many people stepped up. And the ambulance got here and the sheriff's office got here and they, they finally got everything back together and in typical Chadley fashion, he's fine. And he's like, all right, let's do this. He's good. And that sort of thing has happened several times to them. I'm sure your nerves are shot, CJ, from, from, from having those type things happen. But Chadley needed rescue. It reminds me of uh, a rescue story 
that's in the Old Testament. Um, and that's the Israelites, God's chosen people who are in captivity. I'm sure that they felt alone and abandoned. That they felt like their God had given up on them. So if you have your Bibles this morning, turn it to the second book, Exodus. I want to read a passage to you in chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. And God is talking to Moses. And it says, The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And then it goes on to talk about the home of the the people that were there. And then one verse later, skipping verse 9, going to verse 10, he tells Moses, So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. He told Moses, I want you to go and rescue my people. And if you've seen the the old movie, The Ten Commandments, you've seen this story play out in the plagues that were sent before Pharaoh finally agrees to let them go and then how the Red Sea is parted. And that song, Egypt, the second song we sing today, is a beautiful picture of of that story and what happens. And sometimes we get in our own Egypt and we feel abandoned and we feel like we're slaves to something. And I just keep, every time I feel that way, I just keep repeating the line of the chorus over and over again that says, you're the God who fights for me. 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 That song makes me emotional because we, we get in our own headspace and we start feeling sorry for ourselves because of circumstances. You think, I don't deserve this. Like, like baby Jessica who fell down that well. It wasn't her fault. She didn't know any better. And I loved what it said in that video that they stuck the mic down there and they could hear her singing. I don't know what she was singing, but when I'm 22 feet down in a well in my own life, this is the song I'm singing. You're the God who fights for me, the Lord of every victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes he does just that and he steps in to our Egypt. And he fights for us even when we can't fight for ourselves. Even when, to steal lyrics from the song Waymaker, even when we don't seem working, he's there and he's working because he is the God who fights for me. We all need rescue. We, we can't go through our life and not have problems. We can't go through our life and everything always be perfect. Sometimes we feel overwhelmed. Sometimes we want to blame people. Sometimes we want to blame God. I don't know if you've ever been here before, 
But if you've ever been upset with maybe your lot in life or what's going on and you're praying and you're praying and you just feel like, like that prayer is, is not even being heard. So you get mad. And you ask God, why? Why, God? Why is this happening to me? Or maybe you blame God. And you don't care about me. You say you love me. You say you're always working for me, but I don't see it and I don't feel it. Guess what? Our God is big enough to take it. You know, I have four kids, and the youngest is three, and there's times she gets mad at me. Specifically when I give her the orange sippy cup and she wanted the green one. That's a, that's a daily battle for us. Or when I make her wear this outfit instead of the one she wanted to wear. She gets mad, and sometimes she throws a fit and she cries, but I don't love her any less. I just pick her up and I love her. It's kind of what God does with us. He says, I know you're mad. I love you. It's okay that you're mad. I still love you. You know, Jesus, Jesus felt abandoned. I think we forget about that. In, uh, in Matthew chapter 27, and I love um, the message translation of this. Um, Jesus is on the cross, and this is right before he's about to die. And it says, from noon to three, the whole earth was dark. Around mid-afternoon, Jesus groaned out of the depths, crying loudly, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Jesus felt abandoned. So we're in good company when we feel abandoned, when we feel like we need to be rescued. And you say, well, why did Jesus feel abandoned? I mean, he's the Son of God. He knows what's going to happen. You know what I think it is? When he was on the cross and a man who had never sinned literally became sin, he experienced something he'd never experienced before. And that was a break in his relationship with his father. There was a void, something that had never happened before. It happens to us all the time, doesn't it? We get involved in something or um, you know, whatever it is, and we, we start maybe doing things we shouldn't, you know? And we experience that break, and we feel like God is not for us anymore. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, Jesus was not rescued off of that cross. He died. He died. But three days later, he walked out of that tomb. And that's that song we sang, Oh, Praise the Name. I love that song. Every single time we sing, I, but we could sing that every week and it would never get old. Jesus wasn't rescued on this earth because God had a plan and God was working. There are times that we may not be rescued the way that we think we should. But we have to trust our God enough to know that he has the best for us. 
So we've all been rescued. But that's not where it stops. Those of you, I'm sure most people in here have seen the movie Titanic. Remember at the end when they were all in the lifeboats and then that other ship comes and, and rescues uh, the, the ones who were able to get away. And they, it shows in the scene in the movie that it's raining and it's cold and they get off the lifeboats and they get on the ship and they give them blankets. And you just see them lined up on the deck, just covered up in a blanket, trying to, trying to get warm. I think a lot of times that's where we stay. We get rescued by God, by someone in our life, and we stay right there, wrapped up in a blanket, and think to ourselves, whew, that was close. Sure glad I got rescued. Don't stay in that place in your life. Become a rescuer for someone else because you never know what someone is dealing with in their life. You never know when someone may need you to be God in their life. So this morning, I went to ask you where you are. And Jennifer, you can go to that last slide. I didn't tell you that. Do you feel like your life is just in broken pieces? Scattered everywhere. And there's no way you could ever find all the pieces and pick them back up again and put it back together. Or you feel like a failure. You feel like, I don't deserve to be rescued. I deserve to stay right here for the rest of my life. He can take your failure. And he can take your weakness. And he can turn it into something for his glory. It's okay if you get mad at God. It's okay if you feel abandoned. God knows you. And God knows what you need. He knows that you're broken. And he loves you. He knows that you're mad at him and he loves you. Every single person in this room has a life outside of the chair that you're sitting in. And most of us in this room don't know what you've dealt with before you walked in the doors and don't know what you're going to deal with when you leave. But I know one thing, you don't have to deal with it alone. You can give it to God. You can talk to people in your community. That's why groups are such a big deal at Journey Church to us. Because if you do life together with people in community, you have people that will be rescuers to you in your life. You have people that will pray for you. They'll just throw their arms around you and say, sorry this is happening, I love you. We are broken, but that's okay. God can still use us. I know this sermon was short today, but this is what's been on my heart this week. Admit and recognize that you are a broken vessel. But God can still use you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being our great rescuer. I thank you for being my great rescuer. 
we want to praise your name forever. We want to lift your name up high, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what is going on in our life. Help us to proclaim your name, to worship you always. Thank you for loving us enough to send us Jesus. Thank you for loving us every day, for putting people in our lives to love on us when we need it. Help us to lay these things down at your feet. Father, rescue us. Hear our cries this morning. In your precious, in your holy name we pray. Amen. As we sing this.